So you're watching your favorite cooking show when suddenly, the star chef adds a pinch of salt to some jam that's supposed to go into a dessert. You kick up the phone to call and complain, but right then the chef explains. It turns out that adding salt to fruit is a common thing in different cuisines across the world. Like in Mexico, they like to spice up mango and citrus fruits with salt and chili powder. You can try mango with a shrimp taste in the Philippines and salted watermelon in the southern states. So, how does it work? Well, let's say you're eating a raw mango sprinkled with salt. With the first bite, you notice the salty flavor, and the sweet fruity taste is then slightly delayed. It feels as juicy and amazing as ever. It's most likely because salt affects the sweet taste receptor for sugar, and then really magic happens on a molecular level. One study even found that we have more sugar detectors in our taste cells than scientists previously thought. One of those detectors must direct sugar to a sweet taste cell when it gets in contact with salt. You can try and put salt on any fruit you like, but the effect will be different. Salt can make sweeter fruits like cherries and strawberries even sweeter and balance the flavor of grapefruit, pineapple, and watermelon. Just take a ripe fruit and slice it the regular way and sprinkle the pieces with salt. Large, flaked sea salt might taste more intense, plus it looks more beautiful. After 10 minutes, your gourmet dessert will be ready. So, you need to chop up a heap of iceberg lettuce, but that tough core in the middle doesn't want to leave. Just hold the lettuce head in both hands with the core end down and slam it against a cutting board or some other solid surface. Not your brother. Now, you should be able to pull the core right out of the bottom and slice the rest of the lettuce without a problem. The next time you take butter out of the fridge and struggle to spread it because, you know, it's hard as a rock, reach for your grater. With its help, you'll easily flake off tiny pieces of butter that will melt instantly on a warm toast. You can also spread them much easier on cold bread without putting your sandwich in the microwave or waiting for a while to soften the butter. Professional bakers approve of this tip and have been using it for a long time. When you're frying something, you first heat the pan and then put the food on it, right? Well, this logic won't work if you want to make your bacon crispy. On a hot pan, the meat will cook before the fat can melt out of it. Your bacon will be too fatty and rubbery. So you gotta lay the strips on a cold pan and then turn on medium-low heat. The fat will render out of the meat, and the final result will be super yummy and crispy. Have you ever tried boiling pasta in a frying pan? I know it sounds a bit weird, but it can actually help you save a lot of time, water, and energy. Instead of filling a huge pot with water and waiting for it to boil, put your pasta in a frying pan and cover it with cold water and add some salt to it. Your pasta will be cooking while the water is getting to the boiling point, so it'll be ready much faster than normal. And the water that's left in the pan will make an excellent base for a sauce because it's filled with starch. Mix it with pesto, tomato sauce, and garlic butter. Mmm, it tastes like it's straight out of a gourmet restaurant. Now, the secret to cooking the most delicious and fluffy mashed potatoes is to dry them before you mash them. After boiling, you can either put them in a pot and leave them over low heat on the stovetop, or keep them in a baking sheet in a low oven. Then add melted butter that will coat the starch in the potatoes, and only then slowly add milk. Now your mashed potatoes will have the best possible structure and flavor. If you've shed enough tears over onions when trying to slice them, this one is a must-try for you. 
Peel the onions, cut them in half, and leave them in a fridge in a bowl of iced water for half an hour before you start cooking. The reason behind your tears is the sulfur that onions take from the soil while growing up. When you damage its cells, the acids contact the enzymes that start a whole bunch of reactions and release a chemical that makes your eyes water. Freezing the onion can weaken that chemical. To minimize it even more, only use a sharp knife to slice onions. This way, you'll do less damage to its cells. It's much easier to peel an avocado if you freeze it first. Just put it in the fridge as it is, give it some time, and then take it out and hold it under warm running water. Now you can peel it easily after you make a couple of crisscross incisions. The best way to keep herbs fresh and juicy is to store them like flowers. If you don't have the right size vase or vase, take a mason jar or a water glass and fill it with an inch of water. Now put the herbs inside as you would do to your roses. For parsley and cilantro, cover the jar with a plastic bag and store the bouquet in the fridge. Basil loves sunlight, so you better leave it uncovered on the counter. If you've made too much sauce or have some leftovers in a can that doesn't seem to be enough for anything, you can save it from the trash can. Pour the sauce into an ice cube tray and keep it in the freezer. Now, if you need to spice up a meal, you can always add a couple of sauce cubes to it. Many people try to store different types of food in the fridge, just in case. It seems like the smartest decision to extend a product's lifespan. But it's not that simple. For some foods, the fridge can be harmful. For example, sauces. If the package doesn't say otherwise, it's better to keep them outside the fridge. You can put them in a cupboard that is far from your oven to protect sauces from temperature changes. The worst enemy of coffee beans is moisture. Special oil in coffee beans is responsible for that pleasant and cozy coffee smell. When you place your coffee in the fridge, condensation changes its entire cell structure and makes all the magic disappear. But if your goal is to get off caffeine, maybe it is a good idea to store your beans in the cold. Rumor has it that honey is an immortal food. You can store it almost forever, but make sure to do it properly. Keep honey in a cold and dark place, but don't put it in your fridge. Otherwise, it may crystallize and lose some of its major beneficial properties. Putting tomatoes into the fridge seems pretty harmless, but it's not the best idea. It will make tomatoes lose their delicious flavor because cold air slows down the natural ripening process. Thus, the thin membranes inside of the tomatoes get less juicy. And you don't want your salad to be watery and tasteless, do you? The best way to store tomatoes is in a well-ventilated box or basket at room temperature. If you want to keep sliced bananas from getting brown, use citrus juice. Just drizzle orange or lemon juice over the cut bananas. Unfortunately, this trick only works for a few hours. The perfect way to store your chocolate is inside your stomach. Ah, just kidding. Keep it away from the fridge and store it in a cool, dark place. This way, you don't only protect your dessert from your sweet tooth roommates, but also keep its attractive appearance. It's not a good idea to put your chocolate in the fridge because the temperature difference will create some condensed water on the surface of the chocolate bar. And keeping it away from the fridge is safer for your teeth. Chocolate tends to harden at low temperatures, which makes each bite more difficult. Don't keep your hummus at room temperature. It doesn't matter whether it's homemade or pasteurized. In both cases, it's not safe. If the hummus is traditional and doesn't contain any preservatives, its lifespan is up to one week. 
As for unopened supermarket hummus, you can store it in your fridge for about three months and for one week once you've opened it. Let's say you've just baked the perfect cookies. It's time to put them in a jar or container. Unfortunately, the cookies will eventually lose that precious out-of-the-oven feel and keep getting harder and harder as the days go by. But if you add a slice of bread to that same container, the cookies will keep their soft texture for much longer. That's because cookies will absorb moisture from the bread. People usually wrap cheese in plastic packages, but this solution is far from perfect. Plastic wrap attracts too much moisture, which creates an ecosystem for mold to grow and prosper. If you want to protect your cheese from this bitter scenario, sprinkle it with vinegar. But don't use more than a few drops. Otherwise, it'll ruin the original taste of your cheese. After that step, wrap your cheese tightly in wax paper and put it in the fridge. There are no special rules about eggs. It's safe to store them both inside and outside the fridge, as long as their expiration date is fine. It's important to make sure the temperature is stable and consistent. If your choice is to put eggs in the fridge, don't keep them on the side shelf. To protect them from temperature fluctuations, put the eggs deeper in the fridge. Also, experts don't recommend removing the eggs from their package. These containers are actually meant to extend the lifespan of the eggs. Yes, the temperature is not equal all over your fridge. The shelves on the door are the warmest area, for example. And the closer the shelf is to the freezer, the lower the temperature gets. So, if you want to create perfect food distribution inside your fridge, don't skip the specific storage recommendations that are mentioned on some packages. If you store a loaf of bread in the supermarket package, get ready to see some mold in a couple of days. It's better to keep your bread in a firmly closed box with a little bit of salt. This tip will protect it from the mold. Also, avoid keeping bread in the fridge because cold air will make it stale very quickly. But when you need to save bread for a long time, you can put it in the freezer. This way, it'll stay fresh for up to six months. If you want to keep sliced cucumbers from drying out, put them in an airtight container and pour fresh water in it. Don't store them in the fridge for more than a week. As for the whole cucumbers, keep in mind that they rot in the cold air way faster than at room temperature. If you want to keep them fresh for as long as possible, store them outside the fridge. Avocado is a tricky fruit with tricky storage rules. If your avocado is hard and not fully ripe yet, keep it away from the fridge because cold air will slow down the ripening process. Bananas emit high levels of ethylene, which helps avocados ripen faster. So if you want to accelerate the process, put it in a bag with one or several bananas. At the same time, if your avocado is soft and ripe, storing it in the fridge will keep it from going bad. Some people prefer wrapping cut avocado in plastic wrap together with a slice of onion. This tip helps the fruit to stay fresh longer. Another way is to cover it with olive oil. Keep in mind that cut avocado can be stored in the fridge for no longer than three days. How about eating a banana with mayo? Dipping pickles in peanut butter? These food combinations do sound pretty wild, but how do they taste? Well, give them a try, and Oreos with mustard might become your favorite dish. Okay, stay with me here. Tomatoes and peanut butter. Put several slices of tomato on a piece of bread and spread some peanut butter over the sandwich. Or just slather a thick layer of peanut butter over a slice of tomato. This taste combination is surprisingly popular with many foodies. Nutella and French fries. Salt tends to enhance flavors. That's why if you dip your French fries in Nutella, 
The famous hazelnut spread will taste sweeter and nuttier. Yes, the pun was intended. Another way to enjoy your french fries even more is to wash them down with chocolate milk. Banana and bacon. Salty, crispy bacon combined with sweet, carb-heavy banana makes a perfect mix. Put these ingredients on a slice of bread, add some peanut butter, voila! Your perfect sandwich is ready. Pickles and ice cream. Well, I admit this combination might not be just for everyone, but there are foodies who find this unusual mix of salty and sweet, vinegary and milky strangely alluring. Cheddar cheese and apple pie. These days you can surprise no one by serving sliced cheese together with fresh apples. But since these products get along quite well, why don't you take it one step further? They say the idea of adding cheddar cheese to apple pies first appeared in England. And after that, it's spread all over the world. French fries and honey. If you want to turn your French fries experience into something different and more exciting, honey will do the trick. Its sweet flavor will complement the fast food saltiness. No wonder some restaurants have honey among other dipping options. Banana and mayo. Nope. By no means do I encourage you to squeeze a healthy dollop of mayonnaise on a peeled banana and stuff it into your mouth. Instead, try sandwiching a sliced banana between two pieces of bread and coat it with a bit of mayo. You might be in for a pleasant surprise. Chocolate and chips. This salty-sweet combination tastes amazing. No wonder chocolate-covered chips are a thing. And many brands have already added this mix to their product lines. Burger and jam. These days, you can order this combo in most restaurants, and no one will think you're a weirdo. Well, mostly no one. More and more people choose this option over the regular one with ketchup. Popcorn and milk. Some unique individuals replace breakfast cereal with popcorn. They add milk and claim that this dish tastes no worse than its more widespread and popular alternative. Care to try? White chocolate and red caviar. They say this unlikely food combo was created by a famous chef. He was amazed at how the salty caviar softened the sweetness of the white chocolate. If you're a fan of sweet, salty tastes, you're going to love it. Peanut butter and pickles. Let's say you aren't too enthusiastic about dipping pickles into sturdy peanut butter. Then try combining these ingredients in a sandwich. In this case, the vinegary flavor of the pickles will dilute the stickiness of the peanut butter. Watermelon and salt. Those who have never tried this taste combination often think that salt rids watermelon of its sweetness. But the truth is quite the opposite. A pinch of salt will only enhance the flavor. Mango and chili pepper. If you're a spicy food lover, this combination might catch your fancy. You can sprinkle some hot chili pepper on a sliced mango and enjoy the bird. Peanut butter and bacon. Remember that banana and bacon combo? It's time to replace the banana with some peanut butter. Its smoothness will contrast with the crispiness of the bacon. Careful, you might get addicted fast. Ice cream and hot sauce. The most effective way to put out the fire caused by spicy food in your mouth is to drink some milk. Then why not step it up a notch? Drizzle some spicy sauce over your vanilla ice cream to please your adventurous soul. Chocolate and avocado. It's not only about adding a bit of chocolate to your avocado toast. You can also make a mouth-watering avocado and chocolate milkshake. 
then the buttery texture of avocado will perfectly complement the flavor of chocolate. Burger and peanut butter. Ooh. Burgers with jam are more of a sweet-meat-salty combination. But burgers with peanut butter are a salt-with-more-salt kind of situation. But instead of spreading melted peanut butter all over your burger, you have to add it while making beef patties, and your burgers are bound to become juicier. Oreos and mustard Those who have tried this food combo promise that the flavors go with each other amazingly well. Scratch away an Oreo cookie frosting and replace it with German mustard. You won't regret it! Peanut butter and mayo While it's one of the most bizarre combinations you can imagine in a sandwich, it has a long history. People started to mix peanut butter, rich in proteins, and mayo, full of fats, during tough times. But later, the sandwich stuck around once people realized it was actually delicious. Pizza and honey Hot honey can make an unexpected but undeniably awesome pizza topping. For example, it's a great way to balance the excessive amount of salt coming with, let's say, pepperoni. So, if you cook pizza at home, put some pepperoni and peppers on top of it. Then coat it with honey. (laughs) You can thank me later. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.